Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. You got Caleb and Mr. Devin on the phone. What's up, brother? How's it going today, man? Dude, good. We're going to be talking some rookie quarterbacks today because we got a draft coming up. Thank goodness, man. I am so ready for this draft. I'm so ready for just fantasy to get started again. You and me both just ready for the football season, man. It's like, dude, this has been the craziest offseason season. And it's just yes. had me so hyped for the season to just hurry up and get here. Oh, hundred percent, man. I, I mean, this has really made me like, okay, can it start next week? Because <laughs> so ready. Like, I'm so ready to see this AFC West. I'm so ready just to see some of these, these teams just get back at it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting jacked, but real quick, man, I got a dynasty question for you. And the reason I got this dynasty question for you is because this actually happened to me. And I'm curious what you think. I got offered a trade, okay? I put out on the trading block, I put out Deck Prescott, DK Metcalf on our trade block in our Dynasty League and ended up getting some decent bites here, but none of them, in my opinion, worth much. So I got offered a trade. It was Dak Prescott, DK Metcalf, Damian Harris. That's who I was getting given up. Okay. And in return, I was going to get Derrick Henry, Jalen Hurts, and MVS. Now, I quickly rejected this trade. He seemed upset by it. But you see what's wrong with this, don't you? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you've got young on all your side. I mean, you got to think about that in Dynasty. Obviously, I understand veterans. You know, sometimes you got to have those veterans, especially if you can get them at a decent price. But you want to yep. try and stay young. I mean, you've got Dak Prescott, still, you know, young quarterback. Uh, you know, DK Metcalf, of course, very young receiver. And then um, what was your other one there? Uh, Damian Harris. Damian Harris. Yeah, Damian Harris. Um, while I may not be a huge fan of Patriots backfields with the way they always seem to go two, three man, you know, you know, it's yeah. just crazy there. Yeah. But you've got a lot of young talent there. All of them are going to put up really good points. You know, so they might have some mediocre weeks, but they're going to have good ones. On the other side, of yeah. course, Derrick Henry. You got to love having King Henry on your team. I mean, when he's playing, when he's on the field. He's commanding you, you know, 20, you know, well, we'll say 15, 15 to 40 point games. I mean, you got, you got to have Henry. <laughs> um, but once yeah. again, as we saw last year, you know, with what the broken foot, how much does he have left in the tank with the way his body has been used through the years? Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's definitely one you got to factor in Jalen hurts. You know, I don't mind that pick just because he's a fantastic fantasy quarterback. I hate the yes. pick because Philadelphia doesn't seem to be doesn't sold on him. Like him. Yeah. You know, so, yep. and then MVS, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's almost a slap in the face. I get, he's going to Mahomes, but he had Rogers and he didn't do anything with Rogers. Like they're, yeah. they're pretty similar level quarterbacks when it comes to driving that ball down the field. And I'm sorry, but I just, I, I just don't see MVS being worth any value. I, you know, I, I don't like that one at all. Yeah. So obviously I, I manipulated that trade and sent one back. And instead of taking MVS, I asked for Debo Samuel. And then I tossed in a third round draft pick um, in this year's rookie draft uh, as well. And I like that. He, he obviously, I don't think he liked it. He hasn't talked to me since, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brother. But, but I mean, the thing is, is MVS isn't worth anything to me. Um, he's as good as, you know, I, I don't even want to, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy. 
because he could be excellent this year. But like, I'm not banking on all of a sudden he's got Patrick Mahomes and he's going to be um, a 35 point go getter because he could have done that with Aaron Rodgers, like you said, and he did. Right. So, in fact, he was the number three on that team behind an Alan Lazard, like we kind of mentioned last episode when, you know, anyways. Just not a fan. I didn't like the trade. I thought it was stupid. And um, if you're listening, brother, you know who you are. Step up your game. He ain't messing with this stuff anymore. (laughs) So, all right, now that we got that under control and out the way, let's go ahead and jump in and talk some of our rookie quarterbacks. And no particular order, guys, seriously, so do not read into this because everybody on social media will read into this. We have no particular order, all right? So we're just going to jump in and talk Malik Willis, though. So Malik Willis coming out of Liberty University, and I just want to shout out Liberty. I mean, I think this is so awesome, the fact that, like, if you got to watch that pro day, Like the whole, I think the whole Liberty team was there because like, this is the first time they've had someone, someone really scouted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like scout worthy um, to be able to have a pro day. And I think it was just really awesome for the program. Really, really cool for the, even that community there and really awesome for, um, you know, the, the receivers that partook in this. And of course, Malik Willis, um, I think, you know, I'll just, I'll just throw my stuff out there and then please jump in when you, when you're ready, brother. But, uh, I, I like Malik Willis. I I do not have too many issues with Malik Willis when I when I look at his game, other than the fact that like he can definitely be an, be inaccurate um, at times. Um, he's got a cannon arm though. That ball. I mean, if you watch that last throw that he did off platform on the run and threw it like almost seventy yards downfield, right in the bread basket. I mean, yeah. Again, it was against air and whatnot. Like there was no one chasing after him, technically speaking. <laughs> right. here, but still, that was impressive. Yeah, he um, he's got hands his down the strongest arm, but I you know that we've oh seen my. in a while. Oh, dude, it's just it's so good. And I mean, he's stupid mobile. I know. I know. Even PFF mentioned that like this guy is a draftable worthy running back if he wanted to be a running back in the NFL. He shouldn't because he's got a cannon arm. Um. So there's a few things, like you said, you want to worry about. But here's, here's the main point I want, to, I want everybody to take away from this. If you just watch Malik Willis, okay, watch his interactions with just like the towel lady that was there handing him towels to wipe his, you know, face with and giving him water. Like, just watch him interact with just people. And every person leaves whatever that experience was in that moment smiling. Okay. Those are the things that I think that people kind of overlook sometimes as tangible because it's not a physical trait as far as him playing football, but that's just a personality thing. You can, you watch the thing where he, you know, he didn't even do this for the camera. Somebody caught this on camera, him helping a homeless person when he was in Indianapolis. Okay. Those are, this is just him being a good dude. Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day to me, I think he has a lot of growing as far as football goes, but I think if he could be coachable, which he's shown he could be coachable, his footwork from 2020 to 2021 greatly improved. He can be coachable. But if he can do that again in the NFL, maybe sit for a year, I think he can possibly be one of the best quarterbacks coming out. The, the thing about you got to factor in with him too is, and you know, like you said, shout out to Liberty, you know, for finally having somebody that's, yeah. you know, big and, <laughs> you know, on the stage for him. Yeah. But, and not yeah. to take away that from it was loud. Right. And not to take away from any <laughs> of the coaches there at Liberty, you know, they all do great, but 
working there, we saw improvement from him and we have just an absolute ridiculous arm strength. I think, you know, you talked about the possibility of like a running back, you know, he's going to be mobile, you know, he's going to give you that like Cam Newton as, you know, aspect of it where I think in his career, I think they have him listed as like 146 broken tackles. That's all mm-hmm. coming from a place where he's getting coached, of course, but he's not getting coached to the level that he's going to be in the NFL. And he already is showing, you know, that mobility and that arm strength that, you know, you can't teach that stuff. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can try and work towards it, but some people, you know, that's just a God given talent. And like you said, with how he leaves everyone with a smile and, you know, doesn't just do stuff for the camera. We saw this year with what the Colts did in releasing, you know, while trading Carson Wentz because he wasn't a leader in the locker room. You have to have that presence. And that's exactly what I see in Willis as well. I mean, he really just he just brings that whole package as far as what you want a leader to be. And he's already, like you said, showed to be coachable. And with that arm strength, with that mobility, you can teach the pocket presence. You can, you know, you can have a quarterback coach sit there and teach him, you know, how to look through the reads properly, how to do everything. I think if you get him a a, a good team, maybe even like you said, set him for a year, really let him, you know, develop it with those coaches. I think he's hands down probably one of the top picks in this draft when it comes to quarterback. Is he ready this year? I don't yeah. think so, but I think he has the no. most talent. Yeah. You you can't argue the talent. We you just can't. But I do agree he's not going to be starting this year. The only reason he would start this year is if something tragic happened wherever he went to the starting quarterback of that time. Like say for instance he goes to the Steelers because the Steelers are keep saying that they're probably going to draft somebody. So hypothetically speaking, he goes to the Steelers. He could sit for a year or two, unless Mitch Trubisky somehow gets a serious injury and can't play. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way he will be playing this coming season. And even at that point he still might not play. You never know. Like they might just be like, look, we want to, we want to make sure that you're ready and we don't feel like you're ready right now. You know, who knows? But I, another thing just to throw out there for him, he was also first in college football and big time throw rate at 11%. He has it. He can make that throw when needed at that time, you know, end of games, whatever he can make that tight window throw when he needs to. So, I think in the Steelers to me is the place that I would love to see him play. I think he would be a phenomenal fit. I think Mike Tomlin, you know, keep in mind when Ben Roethlisberger first came out, he was a more mobile quarterback than he was towards the end of his career. Yeah, definitely. Was he ever, was he ever, he was never Malik Willis, let's be honest, or Lamar Jett, nothing like that, but he was mobile. Mike Tomlin can utilize a mobile quarterback. And the thing is, and I think that offense, you step into an offense like that, and you already have, you know, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Yes. You have Najee Harris to do, dump it Harris. off to when you need to. Like that offense, I think, is going to fit his play style, especially when he can stretch that field as well on his own. I think that is mm-hmm. a really, really good fit with him. And I mean, I think yeah. Trubisky is going to be able to do, be a good bandage for him for this year, really kind of help hold him over. But I, I think that, you know, if I'm Pittsburgh, Willis is the, the route you're looking if you're looking for your next quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, let's keep in mind, Mitch Trubisky is also a mobile quarterback, so it, he he can run. So I think I think it would be a, um, a really good fit all around um, for me, Malik Willis to to be in the Steel City. Um, next guy, next guy on their list. Oh, we're going to talk about the small hands, Mister Small Hands. Hey, which the hands grew. Look, I <laughs> yeah, they 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 grew um, somehow. 
But, what kind uh, of let's, what, let's what stretches do I need to be doing to make my hands grow? Because I don't know this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but I will definitely take whatever he's taken to. I mean, if it actually made him grow in height, I would definitely take right. that. So, <laughs> what, yeah, whatever he's doing, I'll, I'll take it at this point. Um, but let's let's chat. Can he pick it? And 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 let's start off by talking hand size. Everybody, everybody, dude, the whole freaking world talks. Is it, is it a thing or is it not? Yes, it's a thing. And here's why it's a thing. Okay. It's not the fact that if you have bigger hands, you can throw the football farther or more accurate. None of, none of that matters to me. It's just about being able to hold on to the football in cold weather. If he goes to, and he played at Pitt, so I get it. A lot of fumbles, guys. 26 fumbles. He dropped the ball a 26 lot. 26 fumbles through his so, career, yeah. <laughs> like, that is not good at all. I don't care. 26 fumbles in a career? That is terrible. So, if you're looking at trying to grab a Kenny Pickett, and you're, again, a Pittsburgh, I don't think that would work. He's not going to be able to hold it in rainy weather. He's not going to be able to hold it in cold weather. And it's going to be cold and rainy in Pittsburgh a lot. So during the season, that's just how it's going to work. I'm not a fan um, of the whole two glove thing. Can you pick it? it however, just to not, all those knocks. All right. I do think he's the only person in my opinion in this quarterback class that could possibly come in, AKA maybe a Carolina and start week one. Yeah. That, that was going to be my, my point on Pickett as well is I feel like out of this class, he's the one guy that is definitely, I feel the most ready as an all around, you know, prospect to be able to come in and play day one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he, he's got, he's got decent arm strength. The big thing is, is he's extremely accurate, especially on the run. Um, he's got great pocket presence. He's not as mobile as some of these other guys, but he's still mobile. We saw his little fake slide. We all, the whole, that was the fake slide heard around the world. Um, but he's got really good decision making. He's played a lot of college football. He played a lot of football. And that is what's going to make him ready to go. The, the thing that's really funny is I'm not a huge fan of comps, but I thought this was just the funniest comp I've ever seen in my life. His comp right now on PFF is Sam Darnold. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny because like, I do think that a good fit for him is Carolina yeah. where, where Sam Darnold happens to be residing. So, <laughs> and I mean, if you look at last year's stats and I mean, they played some really good teams and uh, I mean, he went, 334 completions on 499 attempts. He had a almost 67% completion rate. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, good, that, that, that's a killer completion rate for a guy to have um, just kind of shows, you know, that he does have that, you know, that awareness to know where to go. Uh, the big <laughs> thing that I would say with him um, is along with those small hands, this is going to be the thing that hurts him is sometimes he holds onto that ball too long. And if he goes somewhere that doesn't have a strong offensive line to really give him that extra, you know, few seconds that he needs, it's just going to mean that many more hits, which gives that many more opportunities for those small hands to play a factor into fumbling the ball. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with you, man. hundred percent agree with you. Um, it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely dangerous when everybody talks about the football, the, the football, the turnover, you know, everything's about the football, right? And if you got a guy, I, I mean, again, his adjusted completion percentage on the year was 78%. Yeah. Like, dude, that is amazing. He's extremely accurate. His big time throw rate, not great. 5%. Now, correct uh, me if I'm wrong too, but the NFL football is a little bigger than college football as well, right? 
In what regard? Like size wise, like the, the football itself oh, is a little yeah. bigger, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah I think it is a little and bit. And you got to factor yeah. that in too. 26 fumbles in college. And that's with the smaller ball that, you know, now you're going to even, you know, I just really think that that's going to be his biggest downfall as a quarterback. Yeah. Let's, let's double check that. I'll double check that as you get ready to jump into uh, Matt Corral. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going che- I'm gonna, I'm gonna to double check that. For yeah. Us. Yeah. Go right ahead and pull that up. So, Yep. Corral's another one that, you know, I definitely like, um, you know, he had some very, he just happens to be very athletic. You know, that's the big thing for him. He has that good mobility, pretty solid arm strength. Um, the one thing that I like, I feel like even though with, with that mobility, a lot of quarterbacks these days want to just scramble. I feel like he's very good about wanting to stand tall in the pocket. You know, he's really wanting to be able to stand in there for those big throws, you know, and really help put his team on, you know, where they need to be. Um, I definitely think size is a big thing for him. Um, he's already, you know, with that size, he's already had a lot of injuries, you know, and you just, you don't want to go spending first round capital on somebody that's not even going to stay healthy. Um, right. You know, and once again, with the NFL, here's the thing, even though the linemen are getting, you know, even better on that offensive line for every team, you've got guys like the chargers going out and having now Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack rushing in on you. You know, you don't want to see somebody get hurt because you could go and be in a situation like, you know, once again, obviously I bring them up a lot because I'm a Colts fan, but like a situation like Indy's in, you don't protect your quarterback. And now what we're six straight seasons without a, you know, with a new starting quarterback week one, you know, you don't want to find yourself in that situation. And that's the thing that scares me is just, you know, somebody that can stay healthy. And that's the one thing that I kind of have a worry about with him. And he didn't run a lot of drop back pass concepts there when he was uh, with, you know, there in Ole Miss. So, you know, we'll just kind of see how he plays out. I think he definitely needs to set behind somebody. I definitely don't think he's one that's going to be ready for us yet. Yeah, no chance. No chance he's playing week one um, this year. Real quick, as I did look it up, it is a possibility that the football can be an inch and a quarter bigger. An inch and a quarter bigger. Okay. So, I mean, it, it, yeah. So there's, there, I mean, but again, an inch, I mean, if you already have small hands, that, like you said, negates that. Makes it, it makes it worse. Right. Now, <laughs> what it does. on that same so, note, with us talking, you know, uh, pick it with the small hands and the 26 fumbles, um, even with Corral losing his top weapons, I mean, he protected the ball a lot better. I think what 10, yeah. 10 turnover worthy plays. So, you know, on the side where Pickett, we're worried about the turnovers. The one thing about Corral is he, he seems to be a little better about, you know, making sure he, you know, holds onto that ball, you know? So that's definitely another, you know, plus side that you kind of have to factor in with the team. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to, you're going to talk about another guy that's got pretty good accuracy. Um, you know, again, I love, I love his tenacity as far as a quarterback. Like he's not a guy, if he does run and, and he's going to have to change this because you can't be a franchise quarterback and do this. He ain't going to back down from a defender. Yeah. He's going to try and plow. Him. So I love the fact that he's got grit to his game. Um, I love the fact that uh, he's not scared to have to jump out there and take some hits, but he is only two Oh five, you know, so he's got a smaller frame than some of these other guys. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's six one, two oh five, so it's not as big as some of these other guys. And even when you look at him on the field, he doesn't look as big as some of these other guys. The other big thing that I have a problem with, and this is seriously gonna be a massive issue because it wasn't as bad in college, it will be bad in the NFL. He locks on to that number one read pretty, pretty often and has pre decided where he was going with a football. Mm-hmm. So 
you can't do those things in the NFL because their defensive concepts are going to confuse the heck out of you. And if you've already predetermined who you're throwing that football football to, you're getting get, you're going to get picked. You know, there I remember watching a game where he had a wide open wheel route, beautifully drawn play. They had a little screen coming out of the backfield. Um, they had a wheel, like a staggered wheel route going on the right side up the sideline, and they had a, a staggered post going through the middle. Well, what ended up happening is they're playing a zone on that right side, double team the post, but because he already pre-decided that he was going to that post because it's a big play, threw in a double coverage, and luckily he threw it too far and overshot everybody. But that's not going to happen. No. Like, dude, that's going to get picked nine out of ten times. Yeah. You, you don't want to be thrown in double coverage like that when that wheel wasn't anybody within him 15 yards of the guy. So there's times where he does miss, um, you know, those wide open, those wide open guys just because he predisposes who he's going to try and throw that football to. Um, the other thing that he needs to be able to do is learn how to shape that football. You, you, you know, you hear all the time as a quarterback, you got to be able to throw the changeups. You got to be able to throw a fastball, but you got to be able to throw those curves, like all of those different types of baseball references. Yeah, you got you got to know when to, you got to know when to lob it in there. You know, like yeah, yeah. you know, you you need a few you yards. Can't throw a laser. Yeah, exactly. You know, you because what was the you know Josh Allen coming out of college? That was the, oh he's got a big arm. Mm-hmm. He got a big arm. Yeah, well Josh Allen has learned to layer throws, and he does it very well. And look at who Josh Allen. Yeah, is. exactly. So I think we we can see it happening. And I I mean let's preface all of these guys if they go to the right team and are coachable, these guys could all technically be very good football players. There's a reason why we talk about them in the first couple of rounds, but Matt Crowell definitely will need to sit. He definitely has a lot of growing to do, but again, another guy coming out of Long Beach Poly high school, man, that's just got a rope. So I hope he does end up, um, you know, going to a good team as far as fit. I think he's going to be one of those guys like Atlanta would be something interesting, mm-hmm. you know, looking for the future um, or somebody, you know, even I don't think the Colts will be able to get him because I think he'll go early too early, but somebody that's got one of those aged up quarterbacks that are looking to bring in a younger, um, future type, um, player. So, you know, it would even be intriguing to see somebody like, uh, Green Bay if they end up moving Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Who knows if what they, Jordan if they Love's kind of make another, <laughs> right. So just going to be intriguing. Uh, anything else you want to say about Matt Corral? No, I, I think that pretty much covers him. I mean, we're getting in actually now to the guy that I'm most excited about. I know. I think JT. Uh, well, then I think JT also. Take it is, away, baby. <laughs> um, I just I think I know we talked about, um, you know, Pickett maybe being one that might be ready to start. You know, one of the few in this that, you know, could maybe come in. I think how is another good one. I know we kind of saw a fall off this year. Um, but obviously he lost a lot of his big options, you know, his weapons yeah. lost both. Yeah. He was the number one quarterback coming in. This yeah, year. exactly. Let's, let's not let you guys forget this. Like, I mean, he was the number one, and, you know, and he made guys, you know, I won't say made guys, but he helped, you know, implant the guys where they are, you know, Carter, Javante, yes. Diami Brown was able to, you know, get there in Washington, which granted he didn't have a huge rookie season. Um, but they also had a lot of quarterback issues there, you know, with, uh, Fitzpatrick going down right at the beginning of the season. But I think Hal just like has the arm strength. He has the, he knows how to look through the options. He really just seems to really command that offense. And the thing that he proved this year is without having those weapons, he's mobile too. You know, I mean, he broke tackles like crazy. What? 111 rushing yards and 12 broken tackles versus Duke. 
I mean, the, the dude just plays ball. And that's what really excites me about him. And with the fact that he fell off a little bit this year with not having those options, that excites me a little because without having a first round pick as a Colts fan, I'm hoping he falls into the second round and maybe the Colts decide to let, you know, <laughs> him set a year or two under Ryan. And then we go that route. But um, yeah, he, yeah, the thing is, he's a big guy. And even with that big build that he has, he's light on his feet. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. super nice. The one thing that I don't like about him, and I'm curious how it would fit in, you know, certain offenses, you know, Colts being one is he's kind of like you were just saying his first instinct, he drops his eyes and he runs, you know, if, if, if his mm-hmm. first guy's not there, he locks onto that. It's not there. He's just going to run the ball. And that's got to be something you break. Cause like you said, you got to have a couple options, you know, one might not be open, but your third options, you know, wide open on that wheel route, you know, you got to be able to look through yeah, that right. and not just want to run because the other thing you run into, you take off running. That's an easy way to get hurt as a quarterback. So I think that's one of the big things I have to say about him. Um, but I think he is another one that's right there at that ready to start in this, um, you know, in this game. However, I think, you know, going to a team with one of those veterans, kind of like you said, you know, and of course I'm going to bring it, you know, setting behind Matt Ryan for a couple of years. I think Sam yeah, Howell, yeah. you know, could really just command an offense in the NFL. Yeah, there's a lot to like about Sam Howell. There, there is, uh, you know, you just look at, I mean, <laughs> just his pure, just, I mean, just his pure passing ability is, is really good. Like, you know, he's, He's a step back passer. Um, he also can be a threat on the ground. He's got impressive physical tools that you you want on the field. And from what I hear, now obviously I do not know this guy personally. He's really good off the field. So I hope that is accurate. Um, you know, the one thing you mentioned the big thing is the, the run first. I I don't even know if that because that was not his mentality last year. So let's let's keep that in mind. His mentality last year was not run first. He he stayed in the pocket. He made throws, but he also had two excellent wide receivers. This year not not so much. And I think for for me, the thing that makes me nervous and the one thing that you have to be able to do in the NFL is make anticipatory throws. Mm-hmm. And if he's not going to be able to do that, then you know, cuz you hear all the time about, "Oh man, he wasn't open, but he threw him open." You know, like Tom Brady, you know, you always hear that about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's throwing him open. That's because he's anticipating the touch that he needs to put on, the place he needs to locate it for that guy to go make a play. You have to do that in the NFL. And we wanted to be able to see Sam Howell be able to do a little bit more of that. He does have an elite deep ball. I mean, we talked about two of the other day having an elite, an elite leap ball, apparently. No, this dude actually does have one. Yeah. And the other big thing is, even though his passing kind of went down, like if you look at his... Um, his overall stats as far as uh, completion percentage from last year to this year, it dropped 68% all the way down to 61. But one thing that went up a ton was his rushing yards. Yeah. He also led the, led the conference, um, or I think he actually led college football and with 65 broken tackles this year. Like, that's a crap ton of tackles that he can be breaking as a quarterback. Yeah. Like, I, I would like to hear that as like a running back. You're like, dude, he broke that many tackles. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. But no, this guy's a quarterback. <laughs> no doing it. So it, it is, um, it is one of those things where like, you know, he's somebody when we were at the beginning of the year, you're looking at Sam Howell is probably going to be the force, the first quarterback coming off um, the board this year. But Kenny Pickett had, a, you know, an insanely good year. Malik Willis kind of came out of nowhere and had a really good year. I think that's kind of made Sam Howell with the year that he had kind of dropped back. Um, 
I think, you know, if I'm looking at what kind of player he can be, he kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, like just a big time arm, very accurate, can be mobile and can take hits. Like, dude, if, and if you can get a, a version of Russell Wilson and Sam Howell, I think, you know, especially an Indy dude, you guys would be through the moon right now. Honestly, I'm, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe teams are going to play off of, you know, his uh, last year rather than this year and, you know, and factor yeah, that maybe. in. But I honestly think he could end up becoming one of the steals of the draft just because I feel like he is going to drop lower because of this year where he didn't have those weapons. And, you know, it's going to leave a lot of teams questioning. Is he that guy still from that last year? And I mean, I think without a question of a doubt, he's definitely that guy. Well, and I would argue just the fact, because we're going to jump into this next guy, um, might, in my opinion, might be more of a steal in the draft, just because I don't think he's that high on many people's draft board, which is Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter is another one of these guys that's just, he, good accuracy, decent arm strength, got probably the best pocket presence of any quarterback in this draft. He's got excellent mobility, excellent decision-making, and m- most people... I shouldn't say most people. There's a lot of people out there, you know, um, PFF included, if I'm not mistaken, which I disagree with, but hey, that's my my opinion, but think that he's the most ready quarterback in this draft. And a lot of people are thinking he's going to drop to the second, possibly even the third round. So it's, it's very interesting to kind of see um, what's going to happen with Desmond Ritter because he's actually somebody I thought would be really good for you guys in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He's another big boy, um, 215 at 6'4". I mean, and he's just got a, he's got a great story, man. This again, just another genuine kid. Yeah. that's the thing is, you know, well, we've said it and you can't say it enough is you've got to have somebody who comes in there and wants to be a team player, but also understands at the quarterback position, he has to command that offense. He has to be the guy to lead them. And you know, I, I just really feel like that's the way he's going to be. Everyone, um, like the coaching staff, just talks about how his work ethic and leadership is just insane and how every year he just continues to improve on his weaknesses. He is yep. definitely one, you know, he plays at the NFL speed constantly already. You know, even in college, he understands the game. He just, you know, he's built for a quarterback. He has that mindset. He has that leadership, you know, mentality. He just, I, I think that all that he's just going to really, you know, bring him a solid fit somewhere just because he doesn't want to ever be where he's at. He wants to always push himself to be better. And that's got to be something you look for. The one thing with him is he's not as elusive as some of the other ones, um, which kind of led him to have, you know, some high sacks, uh, you know, mm-hmm. especially with like we've said, I mean, NFL defensive players are absolutely insane. Just those edge rushers, you know, you got, you know, you know, blitzes coming in on you. You've got to be able to be a little bit elusive so you can break that tackle to get that throw. You know, I mean, Mahomes even, you know, not the quickest guy, doesn't run a lot, uh, but, you know, he still knows how to break free and be able to hit that, you know, Tyreek Hill for that wide open touchdown. I mean, obviously, we're not going to see that anymore, but, you know, it's (laughs) I, I think he definitely has some things he can work on. But I think that the fact that he's as coachable as he is and that he has that leadership and that work ethic he does I think that just helps bolster him above some of these other candidates too yeah I mean you can definitely look at his game films and you know he beat up some pretty bad competition you know 70% passing grade against all of his power five schools in the last couple years so I mean he's definitely played some good football but against some bad teams but at the same time you know 
Cincinnati's definitely been improving as a as a top school in in football. So I think you know he's got like I said he's got very good processing speed. You're not going to be able to find better processing speed. And when you're really looking at NFL playbooks and trying to learn defenses, you got to have somebody that's intelligent. That's this kid. So, you know, with that being said, um, I think he's, I'm, I'm really interested to see where he falls. He, he's the most intriguing quarterback prospect to me in this whole entire draft. Yeah. I know you, you like Sam Howell, but and again, don't get me wrong. Malik Willis is, is really good too, but I love Desmond Ritz. I love it. He would be, he would be my choice as long as I could get him. <laughs> I don't want to wait too long. You know, like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to, you know, he's not, I, I definitely don't think he's going to go in the first round. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, but like, you know, I, I would definitely target him in the second. And if he's there in the third round, I don't even care if I don't need a quarterback. It's you, almost like, you got to grab, grab him. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's obviously not how the NFL works, but that's how Madden would work if it was right up to me. Here, here's the thing with this so. draft class too, is I think some of these guys, even though there are some quarterback, you know, I won't necessarily say needy teams, more of quarterback needed teams for coming years, you know, to get someone developed and ready because there's, you're not always going to have that chance for that, you know, and we'll see if he's a bust or not. You know, that's my opinion still, but like Trevor Lawrence is or anything like that. You're, you're not always going to have that option yeah. at a guy like that. So you've got to start getting yeah. these guys already start getting them, you know, molded to your team, get them to your play style. Um, this receiver dra- or this draft is very wide receiver heavy in my opinion. And I think that's definitely a need for a lot of teams. So I think a lot of some mm-hmm. of these quarterbacks are going to drop it maybe into the end of the first second, maybe even third round just because of that. Um, I think, yeah. I, I think some of the mock drafts I've seen like Malik Willis being one of the first ones coming off the board at, to the Steelers at pick 20. You know, like it's going to be very interesting to see where these guys do fall with the needs that other teams have. And the fact that this isn't a, a very elite quarterback draft. I mean, there's definitely some guys that could be there, but I don't think they're there yet. And so I think that's going to be the thing is that some of these other needs that teams are have are going to be addressed. And that's going to push these quarterbacks a little further down than we're used to seeing. Yeah, I mean, and we're just talking offensive here, obviously, because I think the first probably five or six picks, there's a good chance that they're all defensive players or an offensive line. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so again, like it's it's a very different draft than we've seen in years past. So um, it's going to be very intriguing. You know, again, I don't I don't necessarily think any of these guys should really start this year. Uh, I think they all would would benefit from you know redshirting in their first NFL season, but. You know, again, if you kind of need like a Carolina, if you're if you're wanting to take a shot and see what happens, then yeah, you know, try and go grab a Kenny Pickett, um, and and just kind of see what happens. Sometimes trial by fire, right? Yeah. But uh, all right, guys, let us know what you think. Um, who who's your number one quarterback coming into this year? If, if you were t- if you were taking, you know, I think Carolina's got t- top uh, top ten pick. So if you're Carolina, you're gonna take a quarterback at top ten. Who would you grab? Uh, I'd love to hear guys' thoughts. But yeah, uh, please let us know, guys. Again, guys. Yeah. Again, if you guys want to come and chat with us, hang out with us, you can find us on all of our social media uh, platforms at the Football Monsters FB. We are also on Discord, so you are going to have some live chats coming up. To come hang out with us, just come have fun. We'll chat football and just have a good time. But thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Have a good one, guys.
mood, I can be rotten. I can be cool, mind like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah, I feel like a monster. And I'm just in a 